McGee, I can't understand what you see in that rugged outdoorsman magazine. All it has in it are a lot of blood and thunder stories. Oh, I don't buy it for the stories. I just buy this to read the ads in the back. They got a lot of good, sound money-making ideas in here. In fact, I think I'll ride in for this booklet on raising chinchillas for fabulous profit. Oh, that's an awfully expensive business to get into, McGee. And if they get sick and die, you can be wiped out. Yeah, I guess that's right. How about this one? Make big money reconditioning used paper napkins in your own home. 300% profit in every transaction. Boy, oh boy. Complete details for $2. Who in the world would want their paper napkins reconditioned? I don't know. guess they tell you that in the complete details they send you. Well, it sounds like a fly-by-night scheme to me. Mm, could be. I just noticed that the address where you send the $2 to is cell block G, Alcatraz. McGee, if you really want to go to work, why don't you get into some legitimate business and forget about these get-rich-quick schemes? Hey, wait a minute. Here's a one. Here's a one. Listen to this. Become a lawyer. Make big money and gain respect in your community. Study law by mail. Hot dog. Hundreds of satisfied graduates now chasing ambulances in 46 states and five Canadian provinces. Enroll now. Honest Oles Law College and Indian Arrowhead Shop, Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Oh, McGee, that couldn't be a legitimate law school. Why not? There's no reason why you couldn't learn law by mail. Becoming a legal eagle isn't that complicated. All you got to know is who the parties of the first part and the parties of the second part are, and you're in business. Boy, oh boy, I can just see me now. Fibber McGee, attorney at law. But, McGee, in order to practice law, you have to be able to pass the state bar. I pass the state bar every day on my way down to Kramer's Drugstore, and you know I don't ever go in. You'd be able to smell it on my breath if I did. I'm talking about the state bar examination, McGee. The test they give you before you can become a lawyer. Well, I'll be able to pass that, too, after I've taken this course. According to the ad, all you got to do is write them a letter telling them what qualifications you got for becoming a mouthpiece. Well, I suppose it couldn't hurt anything for you to enroll. It would give you something to do, and you'd be bound to pick up some legal knowledge. Sure, that's the way I look at it, kiddo. Besides, lawyers wear wing collars. I always look great in them. In fact, I'm betting that with a little bookwork, I can become another Clarence Sparrow. Well, then go ahead and write the letter if you want to. No, I'll dictate it to you. You write it, huh? I write a very illogical hand, you know. All right, dearie. Fire away. Okay. Just make the statutory introduction. Just read gents. That's what you do in a formal letter. All right. And then what? Just say, uh... <clears throat> you invited me in your ad to write you this letter, leaving you to know what background I got for taking your legal course. I took civics in high school and still got down pat in my mind everything about which there is anything worthwhile knowing of. Am I going too fast? No. In addition, I got a legal mind, and as you can see from this letter, I got a facility with words which is truly amazing. Right soon, love, Fibber McGee. There. That should convince them I know my way around the law. McGee, you've had your nose buried in that pamphlet all morning. What in the world are you reading? This is my first lesson in that course I enrolled in to study law by mail. And I want you to know that I'm already well on my way to becoming a sharp shyster. Well, I certainly don't have much faith in that school you signed up with. I don't see how any legitimate institution could call itself Honest Ollie's Law School in Indian Arrowhead Shop. Well, gee whiz, what else would you call it if your name was Ollie, and you were honest, and you ran a law school, and you sold arrowheads? Seems perfectly illogical to me. You know what I mean. I think this honest Ollie is a fly-by-night operator who is bilking you of your money. I'll bet he doesn't know the first thing about legal training. Oh, yes, he does. In fact, he wrote me a lovely legal-type letter telling me how glad he was to have me enrolled as a new student. Here, take a look at it. I wonder if he handles all of his correspondence in blue crayon on the side of a paper sack. Oh, well, never mind the unimportant little accoutrements. Just read what he says there. Read that. 
Dear Mr. Valdoon. Uh, he got the name a little wrong. I, I guess he couldn't read my signature. We are mighty proud to accept and cash your check for our cheap law course number A1. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking the first lesson right in this here envelope with this letter. I'm hoping it won't be long before you can use this swell legal training to get yourself out of whatever mess you happen to be in. If you're ever down in this part of the country, try and find me. Legally yours, Honest Ollie. It's not often that a formal business letter really touches me, Molly, but, but that one does. Well, if the first lesson is anything like the letter, you've been touched in more ways than one. Molly, the lesson is really great. It teaches you how to question prospective jurors at a trial. You know, so you'll get the ones that are sympathetic to your client. I've already got it down pat. I'll show you if you'll pretend that you're a prospective juror. Okay. I'd really like to get a glimpse of your courtroom style. Well, I walk over toward the witness stand, and I snap my suspenders, let everybody know I'm a friend of the people, and then I say, what is your name and address, ma'am? I'm Mrs. Molly McGee of 79 Wistful Vista. Well, I'll let that go without objection. Now, tell me, Mrs. McGee, have you formed any fiduciary opinions about this case? I don't think so. Do you mean you haven't read the newspaper accounts saying that my client is a mad fiend and a menace to society who ought to be put away for the rest of his life? No, I haven't. Well, what kind of an impression do you get just from looking across the courtroom at him there? Them beady little eyes. That sneer playing around his lips. The way he keeps picking up that letter opener like it was a dagger. Don't he give you the creeps? Not particularly. Mrs. McGee, just supposing you were the mother of a misfit like him, what do you think you'd do? I'd try to give him love and understanding. Okay, witness dismissed. You mean you don't want me for the jury? Why uh, not? Molly, I can't use a juror like you. You sound prejudiced. Well, did your latest lesson from that law college come in the mail this morning, McGee? It sure did. And you know this business of becoming a legal legal by mail is really a cinch. I'm going to be a full-fledged ambulance chaser almost before my clients know what hit them. Well, I don't know, dearie. I haven't seen you reading any law books at all. You just keep browsing through those pamphlets you get from that fly-by-night school. My dear, reading dusty old books, that's for featherheads. It's your courtroom manner that wins or loses cases. That's what my latest lesson is all about, how to act in court. If you'd like to pretend you're the judge, I'll show you how I'm going to knock him dead when I get up there before the bar, huh? All right, McGee. Good. I'd like to see whether you're really learning anything from this school. What kind of a case am I supposed to be trying? Well, I'm defending a fellow who's supposed to have killed eight people. Wow. Yeah, the prosecution has already rested its case, and now it's time for me to swing into action. So go ahead. Make like you're the judge. All right. Mm-hmm. The prosecution has rested its case. Is the defense ready? That's fine, Molly. Now I slump down in the chair and I prop my feet up on the table and show how confident I am of winning the case. And then I say, in a dulcet tone, I object. What are you objecting to? I object to the fact that my client is being treated like a common criminal just because he happens to be one. I make a movement that he ought to be sprung on a writ of habeas corpusle. Objection overruled. I knew you'd see it my way, Your Excellency. When can he leave? For the information of the defense counsel, objection overruled means that I'm turning down your motion. We could make it worth your while. My client still got all the loot stashed away from that last job he pulled. Are you trying to offer me a bribe? Why not? Already got the jury fixed. Mr. McGee, I hold you in contempt. Well, I don't think so much of you either. But I'm trying to be nice about it. I think this byplay has gone far enough. Do you or do you not have any witnesses you want to call? Your Lordship, I got witnesses that don't even have anything to do with this case. But first off, I'd like to present this pistol in the Fluvians as Exhibit A. It's the one my client shot his victims with. 
Well, why are you presenting it in evidence instead of the prosecution? Well, for one thing, I wouldn't trust my opponent with a loaded gun. Now, if your majesty will go along with the idea, I make a movement for a two-hour recess. A recess now? The court just convened. I know, but it's getting on toward my nap time. Every afternoon at this hour, the defense rests. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. You'll never win a law case if you use tactics like that. Oh, sure I will, Molly. I got all the pre-requirements for being a good lawyer. Don't you realize I talked for almost five minutes and cleverly managed not to say anything at all? Oh, a talent like that I can't miss. Now, see, if I'm the party of the first part and the party of the second part hits me with a writ of magnanimous, I turn right around and slap him with a writ of nolus contender. My, you certainly are devoting a lot of time to that law course you're taking by mail, McGee. You really think you'll be able to pass your state bar examination after you've finished it? Oh, no doubt about that, Molly. You forget this isn't new stuff to me. It's more of a refresher course. Now, McGee, don't try to tell me you've studied law before. Sure I have, Molly. In fact, I was a practicing attorney until I lost my license for running through a red light. I was well on my way toward becoming a famous criminal lawyer. And believe me, I was a great one. Why, when I got up out of my chair to face the jury, the very air in the courtroom would just become electric. Electric Chair McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, dear. Electric Chair McGee, the chief champion of chintzy chiselers from the chilly chambers of Chicago to the chick-chalk and charcoal courtrooms of Churubusco, Chile, chosen to be the charging legal challenger for such charming clients as chided children, chimney choppers, shortling church chimers, and cheesy chicks who taught the cha-cha-cha. Well, I'm sorry, McGee, but the only connection I can ever remember you having with the law was that time when Dr. Gamble hauls you into court for setting up a wind machine that would make all the fruit from his peach trees fall on our side of the fence. Remember? Yes, and he never would have won that case if I'd have known as much about the law as I do now. I'm almost finished with this course, you know. This week's lesson is on how to make my final plea to the jury. Oh, that is an important part of any criminal case. I know that much. Oh, you bet it is. Now, you just pretend that you're sitting in the jury box, will you? Now, you haven't decided how you're going to vote yet. And then I come out to summarize my case. Okay. I'm the jury. Now, you go ahead and convince me. Well, the first thing I do is pace up and down in front of the jury box a couple of times, shooting a piercing look at everybody in there. Then I stop, and I lean on the railing, and I say, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I ask you to put yourself in my client's shoes for just a moment. Supposing you'd shot eight people for one reason or another. Would you want to go to prison for it? You can stop right there, dearie. I've made up my mind on how to vote. Now, don't race your motor, kiddo. I just start out saying that to give him something to think about. I pace up and down again while that sinks in, and then I start picking the prosecution to pieces. I got a sneer on my face, and I say, My learned opponent has brought a bunch of witnesses in here who claim they saw my client shoot his victims. I happen to know that these witnesses have committed plagiarism. My client committed every one of his crimes when nobody was looking. I don't think the jury will have any trouble with this case, McGee. One ballot should wrap the whole thing up nicely. Now, just hold it, kiddo, hold it. I'm saving my strongest arguments for the end. I say, people get murdered every day, and nobody raises this much fuss about it. Now, why do you suppose they happened to choose my client as the one they wanted to pick on? Could it have been because he's already got a criminal record that would choke a horse? Did they do it because he beats his wife and don't support his children? Or was my client singled out merely because he once stole a car and then framed his mother to take the rap? Whatever the reason, I say it's irreverent. Well, I must say you're convincing me, McGee. Now, now here's the real clincher. I say, 
Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you don't want to send this poor misguided fiend to jail. Just think about his good qualities. Who but a man of outstanding bravery would have the nerve to plead not guilty in a case like this? Think that over before you cast your balance. I thank you. McGee, an argument like that would send Albert Schweitzer to prison. Oh, but Molly, you missed the point of the psychiatry I use on the jury. Anybody who's ever read a mystery book knows that the jury will think a suspect who looks as guilty as my client did must be innocent. Could be. Betcha. McGee, you're standing there by the front door like a spaniel who wants to be let out. What are you doing? Watching for the postman. I've sent in all my lessons to Anathali's Law College, and I should be getting my diploma in the morning mail. What kind of a diploma could you get from that mail-order law school? You're still not qualified to practice as an attorney. Molly, I don't know why you keep knocking Honest Ollie's Law College. It's a fine old institution. Besides, it's the only law school I know of that gives green stamps when you pay your tuition. Well, you have put in an awful lot of time studying the lessons they sent you. But uh, what do you plan to do with this legal education now that you have it? I'm going to sue people. When you know the ins and outs of the law like I do, you can make a neat nickel just recovering damages. Damages for what? Mm-hmm. For tripping over that broken slab in Doc Gamble's front walk and hitting my head on the concrete. I didn't know you'd done that. I haven't. I'm going to do it this afternoon, and it should be worth at least 500 bucks. Maybe more if I hit my head hard enough to get a confusion. McGee, if you'd do it on purpose, it wouldn't be an accident. Don't be silly, Molly. Who ever heard of anybody falling down and hitting their head on a piece of concrete on purpose? Well, it sounds like a dishonest thing to do. Why don't you put your legal training to some purpose that will help people? You don't have a license to practice law, but you still could open up an office and give informal advice. Where would I get the clients, Molly? It's unethical for a lawyer to advertise in the paper or run radio commercials or any kind of stuff like that there. It's a much more practical idea to chip a little hole in our gas main and then sue the utility company when the garage blows up. I suppose that's ethical. Well, I figure if I can win a few cases of my own that way, then I'll start building up a practice. You're going to figure in this too, Molly. I'm sending you up to Bald Mountain Ski Lodge next week. What for? I can't ski. I'd fall down and break a leg. <laughs> yeah. It'd be an open and shut case. Why, I'm surprised at you. The very idea, wanting me to break my leg just so you can handle my case. Well, Dad, right, Molly, what am I going to do? I got all this legal training now, nothing to do with it. Not to change the subject, but here comes the postman. Oh, hot dog, hot dog. And he's carrying a great big envelope, like the kind they use at Honest Ollie's Law College. Must be my diploma. You go and get it, will you, Molly? I'm too nervous. Okay. Just try to contain yourself while I'm gone. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Fibber McGee, legal eagle. I can hardly wait to get started suing people. Well, is that it, Molly? Did it come? Is I that guess it? so. I guess so. It's from Honest Ollie's Law College. Give it to me quick. I can hardly wait to get it open and see what it looks like. Say, that doesn't look like a diploma to me. It's not, Molly. It's something even better. I've got my first client. Oh, McGee, have you really? Yeah. This is a letter from Honest Ollie. He says he's been arrested for running a confidence game by mail, and he wants me to defend him. 